Hello, hello, hello. Brothers and sisters, how y'all doing? This is Larry with Black Financial Initiative. I got my brothers Eric and Terrence. How y'all doing today? I'm doing good, man. Man, I'll be doing better if my laptop wasn't messing up. I need a whole new one. Every <laughs> <laughs> time to invest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to, uh, I don't I don't know what's going on with it. It's it's been slow for a very long time, so I guess I do know what's going on with it. Just <laughs> Yeah, hanging on to that frugality right there, huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. You, you brothers know what it's about. <laughs> yeah, they ain't mad at you. But no, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Eric. He's going to go ahead and um, introduce what we got going on today. All right. What's up, everybody? The, today's subject is more money, more spending. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like whenever you get a – we're wondering whenever you get a pay raise or you increase the amount that you earn by whatever means, why does it always seem like you end up spending way more than you increase? And so to start it all off, we'll talk about any stats or articles that we found. And one that I found on it, and I think the crew knows, is basically something talking about Parkinson's law of money. And that basically says, as you increase your money, you will spend more normally. For a normal person, increasing money, you will definitely spend more. And Parkinson's law apply, applies to other things. So if you get a, a bigger house, a bigger apartment, you'll definitely want to fill out the other rooms. You'll want to put something on this raw. You have a bigger space. You want to fill that up. Um, if your plate is filled up, you'll more likely want to eat it. So it applies to anything like that. And so I'll kick it to Larry, and he can go over uh, what he's found. Yeah, going, going back to Parkinson's Law, that was a – I think I told you guys over the group, that was a law I just found out about recently this year. found out about it uh, reading a book called The 4-Hour Work Week. And it was speaking more about doing tasks. It said, um, shorten your work time to limit tasks to what's important. And, and that translates to money as well. If you have an abundance of something, not, not, you're not necessarily going to do better with it. You're just going to, you know. Right. You know, so. For those tasks, do you, yeah, sorry. when you have a task, do you put in like, okay, this should take me three days. This should take me two days. And then you just go into it. Or do yeah. you wait, plan it out? Or? Well, that's, that's what, what, what we should do is, is plan it out. Mm -hmm. um, like for instance, let's say if you have something for work and they give you a, a month to do it, it might really only take a week to do it. But if, if, if they give you a month, chances are you're going to use that whole month. Um, right. but you're not going to actually work the whole month. You're going to only work on it that one week. Um, <laughs> you, you're going to do a, actually a worse job because you, you're not planning as well as you should, if you had a shorter time to do it. And that, that goes with our money as well. When we have mm -hmm. a lot of money or more money, we tend to spend it more and actually more than we made. I mean, you might actually go into debt and stuff because, you know, we feel like we have money. We don't, we feel like we don't have to budget like we did before. So we spend more money than we actually uh, made. So it's not a perfect correlation. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's how I kind of took Parkinson's law. All right, T. Yeah, man, I think it's, it's kind of a human, just kind of a natural thing in, in a way. It's, it's just our tendencies of, of almost laziness and, and procrastination. <laughs> That's what it boils down to is procrastination. So this, this Parkinson's law, like you said, Eric, it, it applies to, uh, and as Larry gave examples of, it applies to many different things in our life. And, and people, when you think about it, it's pretty natural to you. Like I, like I said, you see it in everyday life and you are actually aware of it subconsciously mm -hmm. and you don't know. But anytime you, you say, like, if you're trying to lose some weight, going on a diet or whatever, and, and you tell yourself that, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to put as much on my plate because if I put more on it, I know I'm going to eat all of it. That's Parkinson's law, and you know it. You know right. that if it's all on that damn plate, 
I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat till I'm full as a tick. I'm going to eat until I can't eat anymore. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's simply because it's there and you know you, you're capable of doing it. And there's a whole bunch of different examples that show that we're aware of it. Like I know somebody that, that like to go uh, down to the casino sometime and, and gamble or whatever. They know to only take enough money that they know they're going to gamble with. Because if you take the whole bank account, you're going to gamble <laughs> until, you, until you're broke. <laughs> right. so it's, it's, it's natural and people are aware of it. You go grocery shopping. You go in to go get a carton of milk and you come out with a full buggy. Right. You, didn't, you didn't set parameters on it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just procrastination. It's people not being aware of uh, what they're going to do. And like Christmas is the same day every, every year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's birthday is the same day every same year. Same day. But when you get to December 21st or whatever, and you're like, oh, I still got to get presents for my mom and for my wife. <laughs> <and> for my... <laughs> like, Christmas wasn't a surprise. You knew it was right. coming December 25th. But starting on December 26th last year, you said, I got a whole year to do it. So, <laughs> and we do the same thing with our money. When you start out making, let's say you uh, get into the workforce and you're making 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, whatever it may be, you might know to set your parameters on what you're spending based off of making that amount of money. You get a raise and you don't even really count in, take into account how much the raise is. You just know you got more money so I can spend more money. And that's what, what people do. And there's some good articles out there. So Eric, you sent us one to the to uh, Larry and myself, daringtolivefully.com. They, they had a pretty good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Forbes has one. It's the title was four reasons why you make a lot of money but have none. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's if you just type in uh, the more money you you make, the more money you spend, or Parkinson's law of money, a lot of different articles will come up because this is not it's not new to anyone. Right. People just kind of forget about it and get caught up in that moment. And um, the article that I sent to the group, the title is called "How Breaking Parkinson's Law Can Radically Improve Your Life." And I'll go to the, the bottom section, which, mean, which mentions money. It says set money limits. A derivative of Parkinson's law is that expenditures rise to meet income. As you earn more money, your needs increase and you end up spending more money. Therefore, in order to succeed financially, you need to break Parkinson's law when it comes to money. So basically, we need to break spending and set parameters, set limits already ahead of time before you even get into it. If you're anticipating a raise, already set limits on what you want to spend <laughs> before you get it. Because once you get it and you're not prepared for it, like T said, Larry said, you're just going to spend it. That's pretty much how we're wired. You just know to do that. Yeah, I'm sure all of us early in our careers, somebody told us, you know, you're making this money. Once you get a raise, spend the same money you're making before the raise. But um, it's, it's hard to do it when you start making more money. But it, it goes back to what Eric was saying. I think that goes back to budgeting you know, that's the parameter we need to make. Um, that's what we have. We have a parameter that we can see however you do your budget, make a budget, budget for the amount that you're making before your raise. Or even if you don't do that, um, at least know how much you're spending. Even if you, if you, if you spend more because you make more, that's fine, but don't spend all of it and more. Right. Um, let's, let's, let's still be smart about it and have a budget. And I think that goes into kind of our second section is like psychologically, like why do we think or what are our thoughts on why people spend more than they earn? Because we know it's happening and we know it's yeah. happening. <laughs> we know it's happening more, more frequently, probably than we think. And I'll shoot at the T. Why do you think people spend more than they earn? 
Man, I think it's just because people don't do a good job of, of keeping in mind what's accruing or what that increase is. Like mm -hmm. it's it's more uh sometimes you see that that raise or that, that new job or promotion or whatever and how much more money that, that is, but you don't take time to do like Larry said and, and budget and take into account that like okay, I only went up, I don't know, a thousand, two thousand, five, ten, whatever, and, and in your mind it's infinite. You you, <laughs> right. you went up. He's so excited. You know, I'm, I'm balling now. <laughs> but yeah. Not what you took into account. It's not what you're used to. It's not what you're accustomed to. So, and and that's, you know, for you to go up and to spend a little bit more money is okay. I mean, there's a reason why millionaires don't live on the street in, in a cardboard box. It's because they can afford not to, you know? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so, and and if a homeless person comes across a million dollars, they're no longer going to live in a box mm -hmm. you know, right. because they have some money. You know, right. it's, it's just what people do. If we can afford to do something, we're going to do it. I mean, why not? That's what you've earned yourself. That's what you've been afforded to do. I mean, you want to enjoy it, but know what your limitations are. And this goes back to what Larry was said is, is having some type of budget. And so I'm, I'm telling you now, if I, if I get a million dollars, I'm not going to live in the same spot I live right, right. now. But, <laughs> I, but I'm not going to start living like I've got a billion dollars. I'm going to live like I got a million dollars. So, <laughs> and I'm going to do some investment too, you know, but <laughs> be aware of, of what, what your come up is, how much ever more you, you're making. You got to take into account and you got to realize that there is a limit on it. Like we mentioned in previous episodes uh, before on BFI, on Black Financial Initiative, is that one good documentary espn documentary was a 30 for 30 broke yeah. which pretty much takes it into account and, and it shows that we're not even thinking about it when we watch it but that's the parkinson's law where you have these young kids you don't know where they you know grew up or whatever what, what their lifestyle was when they were coming up and who taught them what but some of them didn't have much and you somebody says all right sign this contract for for five million dollars and they think shoot that's that's limitless right all right, right. All right, hey, cuz, give me a number. We, I'm gonna get everybody a new phone. Hey, I'm gonna take out mama house note. I'm gonna get a little brother a new car, and and they not even realizing that. Hey, the contract says five million dollars, but you gotta give your agent ten ten percent or whatever. <laughs> Uncle Sam gonna get forty percent or whatever it is. All right, uh, and we're only gonna give you and of that five million, only one million is a bonus. <laughs> The rest of it, we're going to give you on game checks, and you only play uh, three months a year. So <laughs> what are you going to do at the end of three months? So, mm -hmm. you know, that's the Parkinson's law is people not really taking into account of what they have. They think it's limitless, so you spend uh, limitlessly. Mm -hmm. So that's what my thought is on it. What about you, Larry? Well, I'm glad you brought up millionaires because um, a lot of information I got was from a book I've mentioned a couple of times. I believe it's called The Millionaire Next Door. And if we have goals – then we need to keep that account. If, if, we, if we're making more money, um, if we want to become a millionaire, then we need to invest like a millionaire. We need to save like a millionaire. Um, so millionaires, they, they have a high income. They might have high income, but they're not blowing the money fast. You know, they're, when they make more money, they're still investing. They're still budgeting. I got just a little excerpt. I'm going to read real quick. It says, this is speaking about millionaires. We have more than six and one half times the level of wealth of our non-millionaire neighbors 
But in our neighborhood, these non-millionaires outnumber us better, three to, better than three to one. So they're still living below their means, even though they're making uh, more than, um, you know, other high income earners. There's also a, a, a kind of a weird relationship between higher education and higher income millionaires, non-millionaires. So high, high educated people with doctors, you know, lawyers, they actually um, spend more money than other high income earners who don't have doctors, um, doctorates, and they're not lawyers and whatnot, because they feel like they have to live a certain lifestyle. They have to live in a, a certain neighborhood. They got to live a, a certain, driving a certain car. They got to dress a certain way. So um, that's something, that's another reason as well. Um, so, you know, if you're more educated, you might feel like you have to live a certain lifestyle. Um, you know, you have a plumber, there's a plumber who owns a, a plumbing company. He might make $100,000 a year, but he doesn't feel like he has to wear, you know, Gucci or, right. you know, drive a certain car. So that, that's a kind of a weird correlation right there between education and, um, and your income. That's right mm -hmm. on, keeping on with the, with the Joneses. And that's like the, our uh, rich rappers, what, not too long ago, it was uh, the, the Birkin bags or whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Make millions now, that don't mean you got to go spend a million on a, <laughs> a handbag. But you know, <laughs> that lifestyle, because you see on social media, that's what all of them have. Like you said, it's, and that's a very good one, Larry, was living, you know, kind of keeping up with the Joneses and having that self-control. But yeah, I, my bad. I didn't mean to uh, kick in, but I, that's what I thought about. But I, no, I did, uh, I did bring a couple other ones to to mind uh, whenever you finish up. Yeah, and that was they kind of you all have kind of covered the things I would say. First was having no budget. If you have no budget, you're pretty much doomed at that point. Yeah, uh, keeping yeah. up with the the Joneses. Um, I'll say excitement, like you mentioned, T. You're just so excited, you just got to go do something, and it's not normally like a one off. Yeah. It's like I need to create like a monthly bill. I'm so excited. <laughs> like yes. I gotta go, you know, get this better car. I gotta go now do this thing that's gonna create a monthly expense. It's not like a let me just go hit up some crazy steak dinner or whatever or some crazy trip. That's a one time five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars spend and I'm done. It's like no, nah, I gotta have five hundred dollars expenditure every month yeah. <laughs> for whatever this thing is. Um and number three, kind of like Larry just mentioned, like flexing on people basically. Like yeah. you just wanna do it just because like you just want to look better than the next person so let me go get this car let me go get these clothes let me go do this you just it's, it's kind of in you like i just want to flex on people and i think normally when you're living like that you know the outcome or the, the long game isn't as good and i think that's another thing which kind of ties in the budget and like the more money you make the more money you're spending you're not really looking at the long game like you're probably not looking i would say even not more than a month out two three months out you know, if you're looking five, 10 years down the road, you're probably not going to spend as much even when you get pay raises because that money is probably allocated to other things that you're trying to do. So heading into the third section. So the question of the podcast is, what do you think the average person is spending over their pay raise? And I mean by percent. So if you say it's, people probably get a 5% pay raise, do you think they increase their spending by 7%, which would be 2% over? Like, what would you, what would be your thought? What do you think the average person is spending over their pay raise? And I'll go to Larry. Well, I, I can't, I don't know what that, you know, what the percentage is. I would say, you know, like your example, if you make a 5% pay raise and you probably do spend six, 7%, uh, you're probably mm -hmm. spending more. I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> right. You know, going back to, um, we had a, a net worth 
episode. And, you know, the person who makes $50,000 might be in a better shape than a person who makes $100,000 um, mm-hmm. because they're budgeting and they're, they're uh, below their means. So, um, so there's, um, I've been a financial coach here for a little bit for some low income people. And I've noticed that they don't, they don't have that much debt, you know, and it kind of makes sense. The more money you make, the more credit cards, they'll, they'll increase your limit. The more you can rent, the more you can mm-hmm. buy a house. So it, it kind of makes sense. Um, so the more money you make, the more you can put yourself in debt. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us, that's what happens. I think once you start budgeting, once you start really thinking about what your goals are, you know, that, that's going to change. Me and my wife, we paid off our debt a couple years ago, and we're still looking for ways to save money. Um, we cut cable this year, you know, um, because, yeah. of, because of COVID, <laughs> because of COVID, we cut the gym. Either way, they're still saving money. So, you know, once you get that bug to, to really start saving money, uh, you look for different ways to save money. So even when you make more money, you still not trying to spend more money. Uh, or, you know, not disproportionately, at least. But what, what about you, Terrence? Man, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and this is just speculation. I, I'm not going to cite any credible sources or anything. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't have any stats yeah. on it. I was just wondering what yeah. you all thought. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of has, uh, going back to what Larry was saying earlier, uh, with your lifestyle, kind of with, with with your profession, uh, what mm-hmm. your expectations are. So, for someone maybe a little bit more low income to uh, middle income, probably it, it probably stays the same in, in a way for, for a lot of people. So if you get a 5% increase, I wouldn't be surprised if those individuals, or at least a, a lot of them, uh, increase their spending by like 5% and basically just don't get anywhere. So right. they're not maybe not increasing in debt. And like Larry just said, it was like he, he knows some people that are kind of lower income that don't have a, a lot of debt. So those people aren't spending a lot more, even though they make a, a little bit more money, but they're just not saving any of that extra stuff. They, mm-hmm. they see what they can earn, they see what they can spend and they're buying it. And they're just kind of staying within that range. But then I can see higher income doctors, lawyers or whatever that feel that they got to live a certain way and, and show people certain things that if they get more money, then they spend even more to kind of, flex a little bit more like Eric was saying earlier, like now I got a, I got a stunt on them. So, right. so I wouldn't be surprised. And then that's why you get millionaires that have all this, this debt uh, because they think they have more flexibility because they have a higher income too. So mm-hmm. you know that, man, if, if I get into trouble on this, I got X amount coming in later, I got some investments. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if higher income people spend even more uh, whenever they start making a, a come up. So mm-hmm. what, what do you got on that, Eric? Uh, man, I, I kind of think if a person's getting a 5% raise, I kind of think it's a 1% to 2% increase on their spending. Uh, what's funny is that if your job tells you you're getting a 5% raise, it's not 5% with your net pay. Yeah. <laughs> like you probably got retirement coming out, you got taxes. Like, so that's probably really going to be like 35 4%. So think if you're spending 7%, thinking that you're going to get five, you're actually doubling spending what you're taking home. Um, but as far as the scale, I think, man, I would probably say probably like people on the low income spectrum, I'll probably say or maybe spending probably a bigger percent of their check, I would think. Hmm. First okay. percent wise, I, I would think that. But like Larry said, I think a lot of them don't have debt. Like they, you know, there's no student loans. There's probably no house loan. There's nothing. If anything, it'll be credit cards. 
that's kind of what I thought that was an interesting question. Like, I think we all acknowledge or think that they are, they are overspending on pay raises, regardless of whatever bracket you're in. As far as the – and now to finish it up, how will we prevent from spending more money when you get raises? I know we've mentioned budgets, which I think is all of our number one thing. Is there anything else uh, that you all can think of to prevent from uh, spending more when you get a raise? Um, you mind if I go ahead and jump, yeah, go ahead. jump in? Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll say, like you said, number one, definitely budget. But I think the key is to identify some of those pitfalls in which we already identified some here today and saying why we think some people spend more money and what that reasoning is. And, and there's a couple more I don't think we mentioned, and, and we need to identify those. I, I think that way people will be on the lookout for it. And so I'll say one is, uh, you know, real quick is uh, maybe miseducation or AKA ignorance or being misinformed. So people see uh, someone in another position or maybe a family member or whatever making X amount of money. So when that person, you yourself make that amount of money, you say that I can do the same thing this other person does. And what you're not realizing is what that person's situation is behind the scenes. They might not even be doing really that, that well and you putting yourself in to follow in their footsteps. And I have two more, I would say is, uh, Eric, you kind of mentioned it earlier, just a second ago was credit cards. That's another reason why people spend more money than they should be is because you don't, you're not able to set that limit. You can, but you don't really realize that you need to set it because mm-hmm. you have X amount on your credit card that it says you can use. So that's the limit you go with. But you're not realizing it. No, that's <laughs> they want you to overdo it. Right. So right. Don't fall. Don't fall for the okie doke. Don't don't fall yeah. for that trap. Don't take the cheese. Um, so credit cards is another reason why people uh, fall into that. And the last one uh, that I can think of is easy access to acquire more funds. So we mm. have these pop up uh, shops that really capitalize on people that uh, have their low income earning families. Mm-hmm where I say, hey, come on in and we'll loan you this money. Yeah, uh, payday but they loans finna, and stuff. Yeah, 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 the payday loans. I forgot what they were called. Thank you. So they're going to hit you a big time. I don't know what the interest yeah. rates are, but it's they crazy. are significantly yeah. more <laughs> than like they should be. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So because, but people know that, oh man, if I get into a bind, I can go get this money. So that doesn't need to be your limit. People are, are reacting without limits or with the wrong limits because a credit card company tell you this is your limit or mm-hmm. because someone says they'll give you some money and help you out. Uh, so you say that, oh, well, I don't have that much of a limit. My limit is whatever they can give me. Like, no, your limit needs to stop well before then. So right. watch out for those pitfalls. Yeah, I'm going to be real quick. I, I think one of the things you, you touched on was you see other people doing it. And that's, and that's and it's, um, it's a term in psychology it's called social proof. Uh, pretty much you see other people doing it. You're in a, a biggest mm-hmm. situation. You've never made that much money before. So you're going off what everybody else is doing. So, you know, your other coworkers, they might make a certain amount of money. They might buy a certain car. Well, shoot, you know, I, I need to upgrade myself. I think uh, marketing and social media too. I think somebody said something about social oh, yeah. media earlier, but Eric, you said about flexing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you see everybody else living a certain lifestyle. You know, you feel like you should live a certain lifestyle, but you have to keep in mind what your goals are. Like, like, for instance, I think all of us want to be financially independent. Um, mm-hmm. So if that's what your goal is. And you can't, you can't spend money like everybody else is doing. Um, you know, going back to, I think Terrence said earlier, keep up with the Joneses. We don't, the Joneses are broke. We don't, we don't want to be like the Joneses. Um, we, you know, we, we, we aspire to be millionaires or, or at least be financially independent. So that, that's my take on it. What, what about you, Eric? Um, I think you all covered, I think, everything that I would say. Um, just to give out a few statistics here, much 
more like our spending as far as percentage, you spend more on housing, which is 33%, transportation is 17%, and food is about 13%. Mm. So those are your three big spenders. If you can curve those, you're probably pretty good. Yeah. But those are the three big spenders, I would say. But like T and you were saying, like the just the pitfalls, like just be aware <laughs> that these are pitfalls. And when, you know, if the bank does, I mean, if the credit card does up your limit, that's not like a spend to limit. <laughs> you want to stay well below that. And just the last few things, uh, I think we we should mention like a few financial things that are going on right now. Like I know the interest rates uh, for homes are pretty low. I guess interest rates in general are pretty low. For homes are low, which are when increases the price of the home. But anyway, that's low. I think, Larry, you had one. Yeah, so um, Airbnb. yeah, Airbnb, their IPO just came out uh, uh, this week. This is um, December of, in uh, 2020. We're on December 13. Um, it came out $146 per share, which is way above, uh, I think, what they were expecting. Um, I'm going to be real quick. From my investing strategy in stocks, I kind of try to stay away from IPOs um, because we want to have um, some information on the company, some information on the stock. If you, if you invest in IPO, you're kind of going there blind. You don't know what, what's going to happen. You don't, you don't have any history on them. But Airbnb, personally, I, I do enjoy using Airbnbs. But yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Like you said, interest rates are, are lower houses. I think if, you, if you're able to afford a house right now, or if, if you want to, you know, this might be an opportunity to look into buying a house right now because of the interest rates right now. Um, I think some good information that you put out there, Eric. You have anything to see? No, man, that's a it, that's a good one. So I will um, just on the house buying. I will say that uh, let you know that uh, my wife and I have been looking, but we'll say that for another episode. Maybe we'll do an episode <laughs> on a uh, little bit more detail on real estate or, or looking for a house. So I, I, we definitely, we definitely. Will. I think it'd be a great episode. I think that's pretty much it, Larry. You can take us out. All right. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Terrence and Eric, um, you know, obviously for this episode here. Subscribe, tell your friends, look at our social medias, and um, we'll be back. Thank you, guys. All right. Peace. All right. Peace.